What's up, uh, listeners? This is DG, your co-host of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. I'm here in person with the man on the wheels of steel, Corey with a K. Corey, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. We are without the fearless leader of the Sip and Serve podcast, uh, but we're going to join up with him here in just a little bit to uh, kind of see what, what he's been up to lately. Um Actually, let's just see if we got him on the line. Uh, Rolski, are you there? What's up? What's up? This is Rolski. I'm live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. What's going on, fellas? Hey, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. So you've been down there all week, correct? I've been down here all week long. All week long. I got off the jet last Saturday. I have landed, and I have had a great week. So it's been good. Oh, absolutely. The weather's been beautiful every day. Had a few storms roll in, but uh, other than that, man, I couldn't ask for much better uh, weather or vacation. So you've been getting that sun? What's that? You've been getting that sun? Oh, man. Yeah, you know, this is a little different. Uh, I've never experienced the beach with a uh, easy up tent. So, you know, we had two easy up tents side by side down here, and it's really nice to stay out of the sun. And enjoy a cold beer on the beach. So I did a lot of that, you know, some boogie boarding, some uh, body surfing, this and that. We played some uh, beach games. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I got some sun, but not as much as I usually do. Okay, that's good. Um, but I'm sure you've been rocking the bucket hat every day, right? <laughs> every day. got to keep this bald head protected. <laughs> boy, you don't have a whole lot covering that thing anymore. So uh, that's good. That's good to hear. So Yeah, I've been bolding, like I said, since uh, – I graduated junior high, so yeah, I'm pretty bald. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, so I remember last episode you were talking about uh, some of the times that you've driven down to Myrtle Beach, and this time you flew, obviously. But uh, you said that like when you drive down, there's that kind of that moment when you're getting close, and you come up, you come up, and you kind of see the whole strip. You see the beach, you see all the people, you see the the different shops and the advertisements and the restaurants. And you said sometimes you get a little emotional. So I was just wondering this time, you know, having flown down, did you happen to look out the window and see that beach? And did, were you ever overcome with emotion? You know, you know, it was a little different. Great question. It was a little different this time around, man. Uh, when I got on the plane, actually, you know, I kind of, when we took off, I kind of choked up a little bit just because I knew where I was heading. But I was, I had the aisle seat, so I really couldn't look out the window much. So I really didn't get the full effect of the emotional breakdown I usually go through whenever I see the beach for the first time in a year. So to answer your question, no, it wasn't the same. But after flying, I don't know if I ever want to drive again. I was going to ask how your flight was. I know you're not much of a flyer. I got a, I got a few notes written down here, what I want to tell you guys about. And uh, number one is my shaky takeoff. Uh-oh. That son of a gun. Oh, man. I thought I was just a goner straight out of Columbus. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't going to make it. I wasn't going to make it to Circleville. I thought <laughs> we were. Dude, we took off and. I mean, it was a really good takeoff, and then once the front wheel left the left the uh, runway, that plane just started shaking, and like he kind, I felt like he might have lost control a little bit because like it was like nothing I've experienced before on a takeoff. That's usually the landing, 
this thing was going every which way. Like the takeoff's usually smooth, straight up. No, not this one. I don't know if I had a rookie pilot. I don't know. But I'm telling you what, I closed my eyes and my palms were freaking sweating. Like I was dripping sweat off my palms. I was so scared. Maybe it was just a smaller plane does that compared to being on a bigger uh, one. Well, you know, it, it might have been. I'm not. I know I'm not a plane expert or anything, but <laughs> it was a pretty. It was pretty shaky takeoff, and I flew down with my aunt, my cousin, and uh, when we landed, she's like, "I had a great flight. I had a great <laughs> flight." And I said, "What you What you think about that takeoff?" She goes, "Well, I've never flown before, so I thought it was normal." And me and my little cousin looked at her and said, "There was nothing normal about that." <laughs> but she, so anyways, we we got here and it, it was it was it was a decent flight, you know. So once the takeoff got out of the way, it was smooth sailing after that. Oh yeah, smooth sailing. It was only an hour flight, so like I said, it's hard for me to drive that ten hours again after a change. And I've been flying since I was probably ten years old, so I kind of forgot how short of a flight it was, and it was uh, pretty easy. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I got another. I got another plane story for you guys. So <laughs> we were on the plane, and my cousin he just like kind of stopped talking to me because he was in the middle. Of my aunt had the window seat, and uh, like I, I had my eyes closed, but I was like leaning straight up, and I, I, my back wasn't against the seat. And he just thought I was sleeping. Like, hey, man, is this guy sleeping straight up or what? No, that wasn't the problem. The problem was I had to fart so bad <laughs> on that airplane, man. And I couldn't lean back because my stomach would just gargle and the air would go a different way in my stomach. Uh, like, I had to fart so bad. Like, I was, like, clenching, clenching because I had to fart so bad. And it took all my might to not let that thing out. <laughs> and I'm not one of them guys that would just get up and go to the bathroom on a plane. Like, when I have my seatbelt on and that light goes off and you can take it off, my seatbelt don't come off. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting out of my seat. So, I, I held it, and I'll tell you what, DG, Corey K, I feel bad for anybody that followed me off that plane <laughs> because they got cross-tested from hell. That's awesome. So, so he looks over and sees you sitting bolt upright with your eyes closed. That's just you trying to concentrate. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, he asked me, like, after I let it out when we were walking, he's like, do you usually sleep straight up like that when you're on a plane? I'm like, no, man. I had to sit like that because I had to fart so bad. <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, I wondered. He goes, man, you looked uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, man, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> Respect, man. A weaker a weaker human would have probably just let it go and just blamed it on somebody else yeah. on the plane. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, that's, those, are my, uh, those are my plane stories. So is your is your whole group down there? Are they all? Did they all fly? No, the only the only four people that flew was my aunt, my cousin with me, and then my wife flew down the next day because she had a wedding on Saturday, and everybody else drove. So it was really nice. They took our bags with them. So I was literally I was literally on the plane with my wallet, my cell phone, and my trusty old can of Grizzly Wintergreen pouches. That's all I had. That's nice. You don't have to mess with baggage claim and all that stuff when you get off. Nah, man. We just hopped right on. We were we were ready to roll. Good deal. So, are you guys the the for the people that flew down together? Are you are y'all coming back on the same flight? Yes, we are on the same flight on the way home tomorrow. 
with the wife, which would be Saturday. Yes, yeah, yeah, she'll be she'll be with me this time around. Good deal, good deal. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, you this, you're no stranger to Myrtle Beach. I mean, that's your home away from home. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about you know how this trip is stacked up against other trips you've taken down there. Is it? You know, okay. pretty much par for the course. Has it been better? Has it been worse? You know, tell us a little bit well, about this, that. This is this is the the first time I've ever. This is the first time I've ever stayed in a beach house at Myrtle Beach. So this is all around been a lot different, just from the fact that um, we got fourteen people staying in the same house. Usually, you know, I'm only with like four to six people in a hotel resort room. You know. So it's been a lot different. You got more freedom. We had our own pool. We had our own hot tub. There was no strangers around. The beaches weren't as uh, crowded as, you know, down towards the resorts. I mean, it, it was all around a more, I should say, a relaxing experience because the beaches are usually packed. You got to get out there at 7 a.m. to clean your spot on the beach. This year, uh, it wasn't even close to that. So I'd say it was more relaxing. And... Being around more people, you know, everybody's everybody's doing their own thing. Some people go out to eat one night, some people go somewhere else. I just think it was, uh, this wasn't, um, I'd say, let's just say this wasn't more of a party trip. Like when I'd come down with just like friends, we'd go out at night, you know, bar hopping, this and that. We did that one evening, but we basically just went out to eat and came home, you know, and got in the hot tub, sat around the pool, and... We also went crab hunting. Okay. Is that something you've done before? No. So this is the first time. So the first night, the first night, the kids, all they had these nets, and they went out, and uh, they went crab hunting. They came back, and they said, well, we caught two. So we're like, oh, okay, congratulations. And then later that night, it was like 1 a.m., there was like four guys that were the only ones, uh, older adults, and we all went out. We said, I guarantee we can catch more than more than two crabs. Let's go put these kids to shame. So we went crab hunting. We said we're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna beat the kids' record. They caught two. Said, Well, we can do better than that. We took our nets out there. So we had we had one guy on the flashlight. I had the net, and we had two guys just laughing their ass off, drinking beer behind us, just having a great time. So we went out there that first night, and I, I think we caught I think we caught nine crabs. To be honest. And I've never done it before, and these things are quick. So I'm diving all over the sand. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty lit up at this point, and I'm rolling around in the sand after these crabs. I mean, it was it was I'm not. It was probably the most fun we had all the vacation. Just that that thirty minutes we went out that night trying to catch these crabs. I mean, it was a great time, and we got. <laughs> I tried to pick one up out of the net after we caught it. And the son of a gun, I wasn't expecting that because I thought I had him from the back. He couldn't pinch me. He latched on the bank. I jumped so far in the air, and I don't know what it was, but my feet, like I didn't land on my feet. Like I literally just landed straight on my back. And <laughs> my head smacked the sand. Oh, they started cracking up laughing. We got videos. We got videos for days. I mean, everybody was laughing. It was, it was a great time. So you just, you got nets and you're just trying to freehand catch these things. You're not using any kind of meat or any kind of bait or anything? Oh, no, it's just a flashlight. At night, the crabs come out and they're on top of the sand and they'll just take off running. You got to spot them with your flashlight and chase them down the dive on with the net. 
Okay. Yeah, if, you, sounds... if you can imagine me doing that about 1 a.m. on my first night in Myrtle Beach, you'll, you'll get a little chuckle. That sounds like that sounds like a good time. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it was a good time, man. So you catch then, him. Uh, go ahead. I was, was going to go into a different story. Go ahead with your crap hunting question. So you catch him, and then what? You just let him go? You just see how many you can catch oh, and yeah. let him go? Yeah, we let him. Pre-release, we just let him back, and they'll just take off running. We don't hurt him or nothing. There you go. So what what was so, that you were about to say? On I think I believe this was the second day, so it was our first full day, and we went down to the beach. We had a great day, and a few others went back to the room, and uh, <laughs> we seen like a squall forming. And I, I don't know. I call a little pop up storm a squall for some reason. I don't even know if that's right, but I call it a squall. So I, I popped up my radar. I said, yeah, it, it looks like we got a decent storm coming. We should probably pack up and go inside. And everybody else said, no, no, let's ride it out. It's just a pop up. We're going to, we're going to ride it out down here. We'll get through the rain and the sun will come right back out. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm having a great time. So if, I mean, if, if you're down with that, I'm down with it. So we sat there and we, we looked down the beach and we just seen, we seen this rain coming. And when I say rain, I mean, I couldn't see the resort down the beach that was raining that hard. Ooh. So I'm like, guys, you, you see that? We should probably pack up. No, no, let's ride it out. We're, we're here now. Okay. So it starts pouring down rain. It comes down. I mean, the winds are howling. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, let's just go to the water. Let's go to the water. So we went out to the ocean. There was probably about six of us. And I'm t- you want to talk about waves. These were the best riding waves all week long when this, I mean, it was raining so hard. It was thundering. I mean, we were, it was probably stupid, but we were out in the ocean riding these waves in, having the time of our life. Everybody's like, they had their drinks in their hands. Like I'm telling you, probably four out of six people had like uh, Yeti cups in their hands. Then things went underneath the water full of ocean water. I mean, it was beating the hell out of us. So we're out there having fun. And we left the kids with the tent, and we look up. We're out there having fun, and the kids, is, one of the tents blew over. And there's a <laughs> my little cousin, he can't weigh, he can't weigh 100 pounds to the web, but he's like six foot tall. <laughs> and he's like in sixth grade. And he, he was holding on to that tent as hard as he, he wasn't letting it go. Like this tent probably could pick him up off the ground with the wind. <laughs> and he's up there struggling. So we all run, take off sprinting down through there. And then we're trying to carry everything back into the beach house and it starts hailing. And when I say hailing, it was beating it. We, like you would just turn your back and just take it. It was just smacking off your back and your head. Ooh. And it was stinging. It was hailing so bad. So, yeah, that's, that's my hail story. That was probably the funnest time we had at the ocean whole trip on our second day swimming in the hailstorm. That's pretty wild. Did you? I'm, I'm guessing you caught some of those waves in, though, right? I mean, you did some good stuff. Oh, out yeah. There. Yeah, I was kicking everybody's ass and body surfing. Yeah. Taking after monks and body surfing. So, yeah, I was riding them all the way in. Okay, that's good. That's Monk, would, Monk wouldn't uh, wouldn't have it any other way, I suspect. But uh, did you ever make it to Hooters? <laughs> no, no, I didn't make it to Hooters because uh, uh, one family came down early, a day early, and they said they had Hooters and it was the worst meal that they ever had. So we never went back. Huh? Did you, get, did you go anywhere else yeah. that you like? That's always my favorite t- thing of Myrtle going down there. I mean, other than golfing, but is eating down there. There's all kinds of great places to eat. 
Yeah, our favorite meal of the week. We took the adults out one evening, just the adults. We went to Pier 14, which was already it was already my favorite place. But a lot of a uh, few of the families, you know, have never ate there. So we went down there. I said, I want to see what you guys think. And they said it was the best meal of the week. So, yeah, everybody enjoyed Pier 14. Good deal. Is that is that a place? Is that a place you've been before? Yeah, it's my favorite place. Oh, is yeah. It? Okay. So I, I, I I took them down there, and it's basically on the pier. It's, you can uh, it's in the nice restaurant is inside. It's like uh, seafood and steak, and then they got a separate menu like bar food on the outside. You can sit on the pier, but we ate on the inside. Yeah, definitely the best meal of the week. Everybody loved it. Good deal. Are you a uh, are you a seafood guy? Yeah, actually, that night, I haven't ate seafood all week. I was saving up for Pier 14. I ordered a uh, $12 shrimp cocktail, and I got four pieces of shrimp. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, $12 for four pieces of shrimp. And then I had uh, popcorn shrimp with my main meal, and it wasn't like no out-of-the-bag frozen food crap. I mean, this thing, these were fresh, big old chunks of shrimp in their own batter, and it was amazing. It was great. Well, um, what kind of did you get any mac and cheese on the side or anything? No mac and cheese. I actually had French fries and they were crunchy. They were great too. Thank. I mean, I, I can't trust these places anymore with mac and cheese. CG. <laughs> I just can't do it unless I've had it before. I'm not. I'm not going to order it. You know what I mean? You've been burnt one too many times on the mac and cheese. One too many times. But uh, I think I really do think this might be the greatest story of the whole trip <laughs> after the hailstorm, you know, this is probably second place, but we went to pier 14, you know, we went out on the evening, whatever we came back home. We had to pop an Uber, right? Before we popped the Uber, we went to this bar and this guy, the bartender talked me into a 64 ounce drink. Oh, that's, that's a lot of ounces. That's a, that's big. Like I ordered, I ordered like the, I think it was like a 20 ounce drink. I ordered it. He's like, are you serious? He goes, are you on vacation? I said, yeah. He goes, if you're on vacation, why don't you go for the 64 ouncer? And then everybody else is at the table. Yeah, Clay, why don't you get a 64 ouncer? So I said, okay, all right, I'm going to show these guys. So I ordered the 64 ouncer. This thing came out and I said, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to drink all this. It was, they called it jungle juice and they had like two different vodkas of rum and like four different types of uh, juice in it look out and uh, talk about a hangover from hell boys <laughs> there hasn't been a single time that i've been down here to myrtle beach and i've been 21 years old and i haven't had a beer thursday after we went to that bar i didn't drink a drop on thursday Is that didn't right? drink a drop i couldn't man I, I, my, my body wasn't right like i was I was hurting from that drink and we've been drinking all day up to that. Right. And that he, just put the cap on that. That yeah. put the cap on me, man. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably been drinking beach beers all day before that. And then they give you um, this 64 ounce drink with all these different liquors in it. I mean, anybody that's been to college, yeah. anybody that's ever been to college knows beer before liquor, <laughs> never sicker. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I felt I felt great the night. You know, I went to sleep, didn't get sick or nothing. But, man, that next morning, I, I felt that liquor. I felt that liquor, and I, I haven't been right since. I mean, I had, I had some beers today, but 
Woo, Thursday was rough. Were you able? So, to, were you able to finish it? I drank it all. At a boy. <laughs> there you go. You know, Rolski, I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave the drink hanging. I, I, and you guys don't want to know how much it was. It was twenty eight dollars. True. The, the price wasn't on the menu, of course. So I got my bill, and it was me. Me and my wife had two drinks, and it was like fifty two bucks. Yikes. Yeah, it was it wasn't good. So anyway, we we caught an Uber away from that bar on our way home. This guy pulls up. We had to uh, call an Uber. This guy pulls up in this SUV. Right. He comes up with a system blaring, and we're like, "Oh shit! Please don't be our guy. Please don't be our guy." And it was our guy. <laughs> Windows down. He had Christmas lights decorated around the inside of his SUV. And when I say SUV, like it. it it was like some kind of Saturn. It wasn't. It wasn't really that nice. Okay. Yeah. So he had Christmas lights around the inside of his car. He had um, his system blaring, and I, you know, we're like, "Oh shit, this ought to be something." So we get in, and like these these uh, bass speakers are just pounding us, pounding us. And I'm like, uh, you know, we're a little tipsy, so I'm like, I'm bouncing my head just having fun with this guy. His name was Uber Johnny. That's what he said. He goes, "Hey, I'm Uber Johnny." I'm like, oh, man. He had a southern accent. He had this goatee that hung down to his nipples. Like, it was a huge goatee. <laughs> and he was listening to rap music. Like, you would never think that this guy would be listening to rap music. I'm like, okay. I kind of like this guy. So I asked him, I said, uh, you mind if I play a song? So he, I figured out, you know, I'd plug my phone in. He goes, yeah. He pulled his phone out of his pocket and just threw it on my lap. He said, pick anything you want. Because I got a subscription, Spotify, pick anything you want. <laughs> so the guy just threw me his phone. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So, I, you know, of course, I threw on a little funny leopard, Myrtle Beach, and we rocked his ad. And then I came back with Kid Rock, Cowboy. And by the time Cowboy was done, we was about, uh, I don't know, a mile or two away from the house. We pulled up to the stoplight. And I'm not shitting you when I say this. This guy car, this guy's car breaks down. <laughs> Damn. And we're we're in the middle of the main highway in Myrtle Beach. This guy this guy's car breaks down in the middle of King's Highway. And there's there's traffic behind us. They're honking the horn. I mean, and we're all just laughing, like kinda not laughing, but like this is kinda crazy right now. Yeah. And you and you know what he said. He goes, he goes Oh yeah, it does this sometimes. Uh, my uh, system's too badass to handle the battery or the battery sucks, my system's too badass to handle it. <laughs> so he's sitting <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, dude! You you don't even have a battery big enough to handle your system in your Uber driver. He's like, yeah, it's badass. It does this all the time. So he's sitting there pumping his gas pedal, like just pumping it, pumping it, pumping it, like starting it. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And he goes, oh, and he goes, guys, don't worry, don't worry, it'll start. And I'm telling you, we were there for a good three minutes blocking that intersection. Our light was green, and it turned red again by the time this guy got his car started. Luckily, by the time it turned green again, we we were ready to go. And, yeah, it fired up. The lights kind of, like, went dim. The music wouldn't work real well, but we limped her home. Limped Uber her home. Johnny. You made it. Uber, Uber Johnny. Uber, Uber Johnny. Uber Johnny made it, got you guys back to where you needed to go. Yeah, so, yeah, man. I mean, there's a few other things. we. Uh, one of the kids. I gave him a shout out last week. He's down here with his Cody 12th birthday. I kicked his ass in go karts. He wasn't happy about it. He says he laughed, but 
You know, we we raced go karts. He probably got last every time. So, Cody, if you hear this, I told you all week long, don't push me on the go kart track. I was going to ask about that. I saw your video talking crap all about it before you guys did it. Then didn't see any videos afterwards. So I just thought you lose, you lost. Yeah, to tell you the truth, I probably did lose. Corey, try to get my heart off. But I tell you something, I did not lose in fellas. Putt putt. We had 14 people playing, and uh, me and another guy split the money because we both tied. We shot a 42, 42 on 18 holes of putt putt. Had a nice little pot of money we put in. We and him split it. Also, you guys ever played bocce ball? I played a little bocce back here in Ohio every now and then. Yeah, yeah, we played it. We uh, we whipped that out a few times, and uh, me and my cousin went four and one this week. We only played it today. I don't know what reason. It was in a it was in a bag somewhere in the house, and we never played it until today. And we played like five or six games and. Uh, we we kicked some ass in that too, but I really enjoyed bocce ball. I haven't really played it before until this trip. Did you like it, DG? Yeah, it was it was it was um, it was you know one of those yard games. You can play it anywhere, anywhere you got a little bit of room. But uh, I'd put it right up there with like croquet or yard darts or any of those other lawn games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So basically, you just throw a white ball out there, and each team or single player gets two balls, and you can get the closest. It's a simple game to play, but it's fun. Yeah, it is fun, and it's a good uh, good game to play while you're enjoying a cold one, too. You guys got any experience playing uh, spike ball? Dude, the last beach trip I went on, we played spike ball every day, and it was awesome. Oh yeah, spike ball is a great a great beach game. Great beach game. Absolutely, especially if you're playing in that like the soft sand where you can just dive all yeah. over the place and not, nobody gets hurt. Yep. Great beach yep. game. You're it's, right. It's 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 better than the yard. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So here's a story about spike ball. The kids the kids have been playing all week long, and I think it was like uh, probably Wednesday. We've been here since Saturday. So, yeah, probably about Wednesday. I, I didn't play up till then. I just let the kids play. They started talking crap to me, you know. I was hanging out underneath the easy up with my bucket cap, sunglasses, having a few cold ones all day long. And I said, no, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm relaxing. And finally, you know what? I just got tired of hearing of them. I just got tired about that they were just on me all the time. You can't beat us. You can't beat us. And then we came up for lunch that day. And my wife started on me. Clay, you never play any games. You never play any games. I'm like, okay, this is it. After I eat this sandwich, I'm going down there. I'm going to kick all your asses in spike ball, and you're going to regret. You're going to regret pulling this out of me. So, you know, I went in straight game mode. I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking. I went down there. I won I won three straight games of spike ball. And I think I beat my wife's team. I beat her like 21-6 to six or something. We kicked her ass straight off the sand. So she, I said, is this what you want? Because I'm not taking it easy on you. And that's what happened. Me and my cousin, he hasn't played before. Or Yeah, I think this might have been his first time playing. Uh, I think he's like 40 years old or 42 years old. And we, we went down there and we just smoked the kids. They didn't talk much after that. You shut them up, didn't you? Yeah. Shut yeah, him, but anyway, spike, ball, like. spike, ball's a, spike ball's a great game. I mean, Anybody out there, listeners, if you never played spike ball, get you a set. I think it's like 60 bucks. You guys won't regret it. 
Yeah, that's good. That's a great beach game. So, um, I know you talked about going to that uh, the pier restaurant. I mean, did you hit up any other any other uh, hot spots? You know, places you typically go when you're in Myrtle Beach. You know, like I said, this trip was a little different, man. Um, we're staying further uh, south than what I usually do because the beach houses, of course. We're actually staying right outside of Myrtle towards uh, Surfside Beach a little bit more. So they came here last or two years ago. So they kind of they kind of guided the way around Surfside. And also we stayed out of Myrtle an awful lot because of the COVID, the COVID-19 because Myrtle Beach is a, uh, when you're in public, you got to wear a mask. So I was going to ask so, about that too. If you, um, you know, with, with COVID and stuff, if you, if there was any kind of restrictions, if that has, you know, hindered your trip at all. No, I mean, not really. It hasn't. Like if you're in public, you wear a mask and you go into a restaurant, you take it off. So it's not that big of a deal. And like I said, we got our own house and our own pool and stuff. So we didn't, we never wore it until, some restaurants towards Myrtle Beach would make you wear it outside or something if you had to wait. But it wasn't that big of a deal, no. So this trip was different because we had our own house. You know, we had a big kitchen. We bought a lot of groceries. I mean, we had taco night. We had Italian night. We ordered in pizza one night. So we ordered, we, you know, we didn't go out to eat as much as I'm used to. So there wasn't much picking places to go, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, and I kind of enjoy that because you're not spending you're not spending as much money. You know, we all pitch on pitching on groceries, and that's cheaper than going and spending you know around here fifty seventy bucks on a meal. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're saving a little bit of money too. Yeah. So, so having done the beach house thing this year, and then you know doing what you've done in the past, I mean, which which is which do you prefer? It depends on it depends on the group of people you're with. That's all. I'm going to end it with that. I mean, it depends. Like I came with my family this trip, so we it was more of a relaxation, relaxed trip. Yeah, go to the beach in the morning, stay out there all day, come up, you know, take a shower, or go out to eat, or fix dinner and just hang around the house because you got your own pool. Yep. Or go crab hunt and do this and that. Take a walk on the beach. That's mainly what we did. But like I said, if I'm with my friends, we'll go out, you know, go out to eat, and then we'll, we'll hit the strip and go to bar hopping until, you know, 1 a.m. Right. Or whatever. So, I mean, it's, it's totally, it's totally different. Two different. And like I said, I love this trip. This is the first time I ever had a beach house. So it was a new experience for me. Great trip. Either yeah. way, it dep- like I said, it depends on who you're with, man. Fair enough, fair enough. And when I when we go with my friends, we stay in the heart. We stay in the heart of Myrtle Beach, so we're down there by you know all the bars and you know all the people. It's populated down there. On this end, it's more family family oriented, and it's it's more relaxed. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, so where are you right now? I mean, where are you coming coming to us from? Are you on the balcony? Are you out by the pool? I mean, where are you at? I am in my bedroom. On the top, the top deck of my house, we have two decks. We have, you know, the the middle out of the kitchen. There's a big deck, and then above that, I've got a deck outside of my bedroom. I'm actually sitting here with the door closed because I don't want you guys to hear the ocean, all the interference, and the wind and stuff. But I'm I got my curtain open. 
I'm looking out the Atlantic right now, watching people, people watching on the beach while I'm talking to you guys. I got a cooler beside me, loaded up with ice cold drinks, and I got my can of chew right beside my foot right now, and I'm looking out the Atlantic. Atta boy, atta boy. So, uh, any big plans on your last night down there? We actually just ordered Fat Jacks. We ordered a uh, hundred, a hundred chicken wings. I think we got four or five different flavors, and actually, I think we got seventy-five or three flavors. But yeah, we just ordered chicken wings. We're all going to take it easy, have a few drinks tonight, get to bed early because they got to leave at like five a.m. We're going to sleep in, get up about nine. And uh, catch a flight home. So they're leaving a little early than in the morning. So it'll probably be an early night. Yeah, yeah. You uh, probably gonna have a few beers with those wings, though. Am I am I wrong? Oh yeah, I got a nice little buzz going here. I don't plan on letting it go until I'm done eating. I wouldn't expect anything less, brother. And I I got something here for the listeners out there who. Uh, might be interested in this and you guys i don't know if you've ever heard of it because i haven't heard of it until i got down here there's an app called flight radar 24 on the app store and what you can do is we've been doing it all day and as the evenings down here like myrtle beach airport when these guys when these planes leave the airport they come out and fly over the ocean and we're sitting out there on the beach we'll pull up this app and you can track, you can track flights from your phone and figure out where they're going, how fast they're going, how high they are, when they left, when they'll land. It's some pretty slick shit, man. Oh, that's I mean, pre- that's pretty cool. One one of our family members was down here on Friday, and he he tracked our flight. He said he watched us all the way from Columbus to South Carolina. He watched us the whole time, and he came and picked us up as soon as we landed. Like, we didn't, well, you know, you had your phone on airplane mode. Right, He'd yeah. He'd seen our flight land, and he took off to come get us. We didn't even have to really tell him. There it you was go. wild. And then I I downloaded it, and it, you can see any plane you want to see in the United States. And it's crazy how many planes are in there at the same time. I, uh, can't, I couldn't believe it when I seen them. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's crazy. That's cool though, like how you can how you can be sitting on the beach and you see a plane up there, and you know pull that app up and figure out where it's headed. You know if it's going to Europe, if it's going to Idaho, if he's going to California. That that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was uh it was just a little something interesting we did during the day, just looking at the water, see planes fly by. We'll pull it up, and it, it surprises me how many planes fly in and fly out of Myrtle Beach. I mean, it, it's a decent-sized airport, but it's not that big. And these planes are coming in all day long. I mean, all day. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd imagine. So, that, was, that was just a little nugget I wanted to add because that's a little something we did. Yeah, good stuff, man. So uh, what else you got? I mean, any other any other closing closing thoughts? No, fellas. I mean, that's all I got if we want to head on the question. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into some questions. Well, but before we do that, man, I just want to say I'm I'm glad you've had a good week down there. It sounds like it's been nice, relaxing. I know off the air there earlier you said you were ready to come home, so that's usually a, a sign that the vacation served its purpose. You're ready to kind of get back and get back on the grind. So I'm glad you I'm glad you've had a good week, man. But uh, but yeah, let's let's move into uh, questions. So Corey with K, you want to bring us in on those 
Yeah. Uh, so the first question we got is from Jamie. Would you rather look weak and be strong or look strong and be weak? Look weak and be strong or l- look strong and be weak. So mm, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, for me personally, I'm probably going to go look weak and be strong just because you want to play a pickup basketball game with your buddies. That strength is going to come in handy. Buddy asked you to help him move. That strength is going to come in handy. Um, I don't know. I just I would rather feel feel like I'm strong, and look like a, you know, just scrawny little little guy. But for me personally, I like I like the idea of being strong but looking weak. So there you go. That's my answer. Uh, Rolski, what do you think about that one? Well, you know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty weak as it is right now. So my, I'm going to keep mine pretty simple. You know, I'm six foot two and a half, six three. I weigh 170 pounds. I don't lift the weight. I'm pretty, I'm pretty weak right now. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay skinny, but I'm going to be strong. I'm going to stay skinny, but then I'm, I'm going to be able to lift some stuff up, do some things I'm not able to do at this point in my life. So. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna look weak and be strong. That's my answer. All right, solid. So, all right. Next question's from Uncle Buck. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Solid question, Uncle Buck. Appreciate you sending it in. Um, I, I really my answer on this one's gonna be pretty lame because I've always been a rule follower. I mean, ever since I was in kindergarten, like. I hated getting in trouble. I hated getting having to get talked to by teachers and, um, you know, getting in trouble for stuff. Like, I just hated it. I thought it was embarrassing, and I just, whatever the rules were, you know, I followed them. And so if, if my parents got a call one day or my, my wife got a call one day and said, yeah, you're, you're, you know, your son, your husband's been arrested, I don't think they'd have any, any, they wouldn't have the slightest clue what for. Maybe a case of mistaken identity or something like that. I just don't think they'd have any idea because I'm just not that type of, I don't know, I'm just a rule follower. I just, I stay within the lines. So, I don't know. I have no idea. And I guess uh, I guess that's going to be my answer to this one. I got one for you. What about uh, just peeing in public? Public urination. Public urination? There's one for you. I like DG's answer with uh, the false identification. I mean, someone does something that looks like him. I mean, what's wrong with that answer? I like that one. Yeah, just like a case of mistaken identity. I get picked up and, oh, we thought there was somebody that uh, led police on a high-speed chase and uh, they had a vehicle matching matching your description or something like that maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's not a bad answer. I mean – Cordis Kennedy to go off yours, yeah, that's the first name that came up to my mind. I walk outside of the bar, I hit the alley to take a pee behind the trash can. I get tased in the back by some freaking cop, and he puts me on the ground and cuffs me up. Says, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I'm peeing in public. Sorry, <laughs> had to go. Yeah, that, Here's that, the line. That was going. That was going to be mine, man. Walking outside of the bar, you got to pee before you get in your car. You got a DD to drive you home. You say, "Wait a minute, I got to take a pee." Bang, arrested. Public indecency. That's my answer. There you go. That was just a lucky guess on my part. Yeah, I mean, that was what I had, man. Good guess. Nice. 
Okay, so uh, those are the only two uh, question questions we had this week. So that leads us up to our question of the week. I just wanted to um, give a shout out to Old Canal Smokehouse, which is always our sponsor for the question of the week. Uh, we appreciate appreciate them and their support as always. Uh, Corey with the K, you want to throw the question of the week out there for us? Yep. So this question of the week comes from Jake, and it's uh, it revolves around uh, shooting a basketball and making money. So he gave us a list of uh, of shots and a money amount. So the question is, which shot would you want to attempt for this certain amount of money? So the first one is a layup for $50,000, a free throw for $100,000, a top of the key three for half a mil, a wing three for $750,000, or a corner three for $1 million. Which shot are you taking? I'll go ahead and take this one um, first. So I was just out shooting like last week, or earlier this week, I should say. And um, and I I think I had seen this same this same question somebody had thrown it out there on Twitter. I mean it's kind of making the rounds. It's a great question, by the way. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, of all these different shots, which one would I take given the amount of money that you're going to make from making each each one respectively? And I just thought it's way different if you're just out in the backyard or in the gym by yourself just shooting around, shooting a foul shot. And then there's a big difference between just shooting and then shooting a foul shot knowing that if you make it, you're going to make, what was it? Foul shot is 100000 $100,000. I mean, those are two completely different shots. Um, so, like, that's going to play into my, my answer. I mean, as much as I would love to put up a corner, a corner three, and – you know, I mean, I probably – I'm not tooting my own horn here, but if I'm just out shooting and nobody's guarding me, I probably make more corner threes than I miss. But, like I said, that's just me out there by myself, and, you know, you're just shooting. Um, that's not with a million dollars on the line. I'm sure if that was the case, it would be a completely different shot. Uh, I'm just going to play it real safe here, and I'm going to take the layup for $50,000 because I'm – I'm certain I can make a layup. So that's just 50 grand right there in my pocket. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And man, $50,000 could go a long way, a long way. I could make that, I could really stretch that and that could, that could really help, help me and my family out. So um, I'm just, I'm going to be lame and I'm just going to go with the layup for 50 grand. Rolski, what about you? I thought about the layup. I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. And then I said, I'm going I'm I'm to go big, and I'm going to go out to the corner, and I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about that million, thinking about, you know, the percentage the, per- the percentage shot this would be for me in my career as a basketball player. I hated corner threes. I mean, I, no, I don't think there's a guy out there that sits in the corner and just, you know, waits for the pass and puts it up. I don't think so. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the left wing. I'm going to go to the left wing. That's my sweet spot, and I'm going to put one up, 750K. Miss it, so what? Not out of anything, but if I make it, 750K, that's my hot spot. I'm going to keep it short, sweet, to the point, because the listeners don't want to hear me 
blabbing on and on and on this cell phone. So I'm coming in corner or not corner, wing three, left side, 750K. That's my answer. Jake, this was a great question. I'm sorry that you had to be on the podcast question of the week where you didn't get your whole intro, but that's just, I mean, that's just the way it fell. I'm down here in Myrtle Beach, man. Appreciate the support. Corey with the K, is this it? Yeah, that was the last question. Question of the week. I got one one quick question for you, Rolski. Are you going to make that? Are you going to shoot that straight in? Or are you trying to use the board? Oh, straight in. Yeah, straight in, man. That's, that's what I with the glass. That's what I figured. Yeah, straight in, straight in, baby. At a boy. Well, I guess that'll uh, that'll wrap up this episode of the Sip and Serve podcast. Uh, just a couple quick reminders for our listeners. Um, you can hit up the Sip and Serve hotline. That number is 740-720-3537. As always, you can send in your questions. Uh, we got the email, Sip and Serve Pod. Is it Sip and Serve Pod at gmail.com. Also, you can send them in on um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, what else? What am, what am I forgetting? Should be I think good. that's it, man. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, appreciate your support. Um, Rolski, enjoy your last night down there in Myrtle. Have a safe trip back. Uh, it'll be good to get you back in the studio next week. And uh, listeners, appreciate the support as always. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve podcast. Damn, I love Myrtle Beach. Crack you one, bub. Yes, sir. I'll catch you guys later. Peace.